0: Good morning and good afternoon for everyone out there. We're here on Monday with a new Before Coffee. My time has changed now, so I've lost an hour of sleep, so I'm really tired. Let's see if we can call Raj and we'll be surprised what time we're waking him up. Because uh, we're now at the time we were before, so.
1: Hello? I think I discovered the day when your clocks get soaked. Uh,
0: my time, my clock has changed, so we're back to <laughs> what time we were before.
1: You told, you stole an hour of sleep from you, you youngster. All right, well, we're not quite ready yet. All right, man.
0: Good morning. We are now on the same clock. We're clocking no, you, again. Yeah. Not We're What's not on different me? clocks.
1: It took you two weeks to catch up. It's about time.
0: I don't know why it's different. I don't even know why it exists. I know why it exists, historically, but I don't know why it continues to
1: exist. For us to complain about it. The only reason, there's no real practical. There's practically a practical reason. Okay. Who does the first headline, me or you?
0: I, it's always me, and then it ends on you, and then we do the start. <laughs> then it's the st- intro.
1: <laughs> <clears throat> I got no talking juices.
0: Can you sit more to the middle again? I don't. <laughs> I don't know why. Whenever you, you're in Melanie's room, you're always filming off to the right. <laughs> ooh, ooh.
1: I'm in the middle,
0: ain't I? Yeah, it's just- it's just funny, it's like you want- it's like you want to film the backdrop only. Mm-hmm. Are you ready? You got your...
1: Yeah, I'm you read
0: Okay. Today, on Before Coffee... <laughs> russia Ukraine War Live! NATO criticizes Putin for dangerous nuclear rhetoric, do town of Adivaca, post-apocalyptic.
1: That's a long headline. Mississippi tornado recovery, oh, for low-income residents.
0: In Germany, millions of Germans face transport disruption and cost of living mega strike.
1: Philadelphia monitors drinking water after chemical spill into Delaware River.
0: Everyone loved each other. The rise of Hugo Nostalgia.
1: And we have a final four in the NCAA NCAA Men's Tournament, Women's Tournament. Working towards it tonight. That and more today on Four Coffee.
0: All right, let's go. My first story here, more of our Russian-Ukraine war. Live coverage here. Let's go with two hours ago, Ukraine ground forces commander, military necessity, retain control of Bakhmut. As we've talked before on the show, Bakhmut is a very important city that they want to defend until not until the last man, but in a way till the last man. Until the last man they allow to die there, and then they're out. Reuters reports, Ukraine military said, Pol Gen Oleksandr. Tsirisky has acted during a visit to the Eastern Front Line to solve problematic issues that prevent effective execution of combat tasks, taking operational decisions aimed at strengthening our cap- capabilities to inflict damage on the enemy. He gave no details and did not say when the visit took place, but Tsirisky's comments signaled Ukraine's intention to keep fighting in Bakhmut despite heavy death toll there. The most intense phase of the battle for Bakhmut countries. For Bakhmut continues, The situation is constantly difficult. The enemy suffers significant losses in human resources, weapons, and military equipment, but continues to conduct defensive actions, he said. Raising Ukrainian forces resilience in extremely difficult conditions, he said. The defense of Bakhmut is due to military necessity. We are calculating all possible options for the development of events and react adequately to the current situation. Volodymyr Zelensky has posted in his official telegram about the death of at least one person in the attack on Lvivniausk. Lof- Ukraine's president wrote, "Another day that began with terrorism by the Russian Federation. The aggressor state se- shelled our Slo- Slovyansk. Unfortunately, there is a dead person and victim of various degrees of severity. All services are working on the ground. Help is being provided. Deble- debris clearance is ongoing." The enemy must, must know crane will not forgive the torching of our people will not forgive these deaths and wounds all russian terrorists will be defeated everyone involved in the this aggression will be held on account messages accompanied by a short video clip that showed vehicles on fire and debris strewn across the road the claims have not been independently verified State owned Russian news agency RIA reports on Telegram that Ukrainian forces have shelled the Kalinsky district in the occupied city of Donetsk. There are victims, they report, without specifying further. A video clip appears to show smoke rising over the city. The claims have not been independently verified. Poland has detained a foreign citizen of charges of spying for Russia, prosecutors say on Monday. Reuters reports prosecutors in northern Polish city of Oh, I know the city. Gdansk. G- Gdansk. Yeah, Gdansk said in a statement that the suspect was detained on March 21st. Findings made in the case show that the suspect acted for a benefit of Russian intelligence by obtaining and collecting information, critical infrastructure in Pomeranian and Gavian-Pomeranian regions, and on the activities of service and body responsible security, they said. Their information obtained was passed on to Russian intelligence services, a statement added. The arrest comes after Poland dismantled a Russian espionage network that had been carrying acts of sabotage and launching rail routes to Ukraine. They found guilty, the suspect faced up to 10 years in prison.
1: Mm. What else
0: has happened? Well, no, that's about it. So, that's our update on the Russian Ukrainian war. More like just your. Conflict. I don't know what we're officially calling it, but uh, we'll check on that next week, I think.
1: And hmm. uh, American weather news Mississippi tornado recovery tough for low income residents. This is Storage Memory Wagster Pettis of AP News. In Rolling Fork, Mississippi, a massive tornado obliterated the modest one story home that Kimberly Berry shared with her two daughters in the Mississippi Delta flatland, leaving only a foundation and some random belongings, toppled refrigerator, a dresser, and a matching nightstand, a bag of Christmas decorations, some clothing. During the storm Friday, Barry and her 12 year old daughter huddled and prayed in a nearby church that was barely damaged while her 25 year old daughter survived in the hard hit town of Rolling Forks some 15 miles away. Barry shook her head. She looked at the remains of their material possessions said, she's grateful she and her children are still alive. I can still get all this back. It's nothing, said Barry 46 works as a supervisor at a catfish growing and processing operation. It's not going to get, I'm not going to get depressed about it. Like many people in the economically struggling area, she faces an uncertain future. Mississippi, one of the poorest states in the US, the majority Black Delta has long been one of the poorest parts of Mississippi, a place where many people work paycheck to paychecks and jobs tied to agriculture. Two of the counties walloped by the tornado, Sharkey and Humphreys are among the most sparsely populated in the state with only a few thousand residents and communities scattered across a wide expanse of cotton, corn, and soybean fields. Sharkey's poverty rate is 35% and Humphrey's is 33% compared, compared to the rest of about 19% for Mississippi and under 12% for the entire United, United States. It's going to be a long road to recovery, trying to rebuild and get over the devastation. Wayne Williams who teaches construction skills at a vocational education center in Roland Fork, said Sunday, as people across town Hammered blue tarps onto damaged roofs and used chainsaws to cut fallen trees. The tornado killed 25 and injured dozens in Mississippi. It destroyed many homes and businesses, rolling fork in a nearby town in Silver City, leaving mounds of lumber, bricks, and twisted metal. The local housing stock was already tight. Some who lost their homes said they will live with friends or relatives. Mississippi opened More than a half a dozen shelters temporarily house people displaced by the tornado. President Joe Biden issued an emergency declaration for Mississippi early Sunday, making federal funding available to the hardest hit areas. Barry spent the weekend with friends and his family sorting out through salvageable items in a destroyed home, Near a two lane highway that traversed farm fields. She said she walked to church before a Sunday tornado because her sister called her Friday night and frantically said the TV weather forecasters had warned a potentially deadly storm was headed her way. Hurry said the storm had rumbled and howled, hold her head, and she tried to ignore the note. That's the only thing that was stuck in my head just to pray and cry out to God. I didn't hear nothing but my own praying and God answering my prayer. I mean, I can get another house, another furniture, but literally saving my life. There you go, thanking God for destroying all I got, I gotta say, man, some people just, just have faith. Her sister, Diana Berry, said her home and a few miles away I was on um, damage. Now she should be thanking God. She works at a deer camp. She said her boss has offered to let Kimberly Berry, her daughter, live there as long as you better for. And there is our little personal update from Tragic Tornado. The articles say that it's
0: normal for there to be, um...
1: It's March. Tornado Alley, and it is March. Hey,
0: I don't know, Mrs. I P. I don't know, I need to look at my maps.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> In your, cal- your calendar's not showing the right month there, but it is, yeah, it is springtime, and this is when the weather really is- yeah, it would be, it would be uncommon in February, January, but they had them in February and January too. This is, uh, Damn. The, the greenhouse effect. They have crazy weather.
0: Damn. Yeah, I know. I agree. I was just wondering how often was. Okay. My next story, we're going to talk about strikes because everyone's cost of living is going up, but their, their, uh, their, their paychecks are going down <laughs> and everyone's making record profits. Hmm. That's weird. German commuters face serious disruption on Monday as transport staff across the country stage, a strike to push for wages wages in the face of a brisk inflation. Workers at airports, normal ports, <laughs> ground ports, railways, buses, and metro lines throughout much of Europe's biggest economy headed off to call a call from the Verde and EVG unions to take part in the 24-hour stoppage. A labor struggle that has no impact is toothless, the birdie leader Frank Vernecke told the public broadcast Phoenix. He acknowledged it would, be an, it would inflict pain on many commuters and holidaymakers. Better one day of a strain with, prospect of, of strain with the prospect of reaching a wide agreement than a weeks of industrial action. To prevent supply gaps, the transporter Volker Wissing ordered states to lift restrictions on truck deliveries on Sunday, while asking airports to allow late night takeoffs and landings so stranded passengers can reach their destination. Yeah, they're even stopping the planes. That's always impressive. Stopping the planes. Right? My opinion. Verde represents about 2.5 million public sector employees, while EVG represents 230,000 workers in the railways and bus companies. Spurgework call for strike in Germany marks an escalation of an increasingly ill-tempered pay dispute that comes at a sign of surging inflation. Verdi is demanding a 10.5 rise in monthly salaries, and EVG is seeking a 12% rise for its members. Employers, mostly the state and public sector companies, have so far refused the demands instead of offering a 5% rise with two one-off payments of €1,000. 1,000 1, euros, sorry, this is from the Guardian, so it's in pounds and euros, and I'm like, wait, which one's pounds and which one's euros again? <laughs> and 1,500 this year and the next. In, ante- in ante- anticipation of Monday strike, state-owned royal company, Deutsche bahn suspended all long-distance trains for the day. Regional and local connections in seven out of German's 16 federal states have came to a standstill. The mega strike as local media have called it, falls industrial action in recent months in several German sectors including the postal service, airports and local transport. As a third round of salary negotiations for public sector workers began on Monday, there are very there are few signs of an imminent solution to the dispute. The VKA, a body representing employers across various public service sectors, said on Monday it will not it was not planning to submit or an improved offer to the unions. Some unions have recently succeeded in winning a big pay increase. Postal workers secured an average monthly increase of 11.5% earlier in March. In November, IG Metal, Germany's biggest union, achieved a rising total to 8.5% for almost 4 million of its employees. So, some of them are winning, but some of them are saying we're not gonna let you win. Yep.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We don't only really reward people with actually having a life. We're going to take our profits. Philadelphia monitors drinking water after a chemical spill in the Delaware River is again. Um, yesterday, Philadelphia residents are being told that they may want to drink only bottled water following a chemical spill into the Delaware River in neighboring Bucks County. Bucks County health officials said Sunday that late. Friday that evening at a Trines Trincio Art Artoglas chemical, make it hard to say, folks. Mm-hmm. glass chemical facility in Bristol Township. My mouth doesn't Dude. work after I try to say those words. Yeah.
0: Spilled after, spilled after
1: 8, 8,100 and 8,100. Between 8,100 and 12,000 gallons of a water-based latex finish finishing solution, what finishing solution into the river? Officials said it was a non-toxic to humans, and no known adverse health effects have been reported to the county. Mike Carroll, deputy manager-director of Philadelphia's Office of Transportation Infrastructure and Sustainability, said there have been no sign of contaminants of city water. Officials cannot be 100% certain. Traces won't show up Sunday afternoon. He called the health risks from the material very low at present, if at all, but said officials wanted people to be aware they could consider using bottled water to drink or cook with no further but no further uh, minimize any risk. The city water department said in an update Sunday evening that water will remain safe to drink at least through Monday, based on based on the time it takes water to move through treatment and water mains before reaching customer officials in said intakes to the city's Baxter drinking water treatment plant were closed after the spill but they were open overnight to maintain minimal water levels avoid damage to equipment and supply water for fire safety and other essential needs state environmental officials are leading the response Pennsylvania water Pennsylvania American Water said it's Yardley Water Treatment Plant about 15 miles upstream of the release remains unaffected. Aqua said it shut off the intake to its Bristol Water System to protect customers and had seen no impact from the spill. Prince CEO, Senior Vice President of Manufacturing and Engineering, Tim Thomas, told WPVI-TV Saturday that the material posed no risk to the public. It's like the material you find in paint, he told the station. It's your typical acrylic paint you have in your house. That's why this material is in a water base. So it's latex paint in the Delaware River, which is going to end up in Chesapeake Bay almost immediately.
0: And Go that's ahead. totally where it belongs. It's totally well, safe. Yeah.
1: It's just it's just it's harmless, folks. Don't worry. Go ahead your story
0: all right my next story is going to be on yugo nostalgia now if anybody out there who was alive in the, the 80s knows yugoslavia was a state of three countries Serbia, uh croatia and uh bosnia i think i'd have gotten that wrong
1: uh, Serbia, Bosnia, Montenegro, uh, there are a
0: lot of countries, but those are the big three. No one cares about the other ones. And uh, Croatia and Serbia were always fighting over Bosnia's land, so they always they're always getting in fights. I studied this. It's fine. It doesn't matter. Uh, anyways, <laughs> I got scared that I was wrong. Uh, I have a bachelor's degree in European studies. Freaks out. <laughs> I'm an imposter. Uh, yeah,
1: don't talk about there like that. Just go ahead. I know everything. I yeah, know everything. On a recent
0: <laughs> day in Belgrade, as the sun beat down, coaches pulled up and departed outside the Muse- Museum of Yugoslavia, an imposing mid-century block in the Serbian capital. A steady trickle of people emerged, some carrying flowers and a few waving the country's old flag. They had come to visit the mausoleum that houses the grave of Josip Broz Tito, the founder of socialist Yugoslavia, and his famous blue train. If anybody knows anything about Tito? he had the blue train. That was his thing. He had a... He toured Yugoslavia in his blue train. Many of the visitors that had grown up under the old system had come to mark the dictator's birthday, which was a major public holiday before Yugoslavia's disintegration. Some belonged to far-left political parties and sport each looking t-shirts and banners, but there were also a few young people. On the steps outside a special exhibit exhibition examining the Tito years via posters, artworks, and artifacts, and the recorded memories of common people, I met 18-year-old Milo Stonci, wearing the hat and scarf of the pioneers, the Yugoslav socialist youth movement. I wanted to see a picture of that time, he said. When I asked why he had come, it was a great time. Everyone loved each other. Did he consider himself Serbian or Yugoslavian? Yugoslavian, he replied. Without hesitation. My mom is Serbian. My dad is Montenegrin. My grandma Croatian. Actually, my family is from all over Yugoslavia. Socialist Federal Republic of Yugoslavia made up six republics. There you go, I know they would tell me in the article. Serbia, Croatia, Bosnia and Herzegovina, Slovenia, Montenegro, and Macedonia, plus two autonomous regions, Kosovo and vojavania which of course everyone knows about the famous kosovo war where they were just not having a good time let's be honest (laughs)
1: they were in the way
0: yeah like i said a republic republic that's supposedly made up made up of several countries together somehow you know also don't own their own land that's kind of the problem The common narrative during those years was that Tito had for nearly half a century forced different people to live together against their wishes. But 30 years on, many still hold deep affection for the country that no longer exists and regret its dissolution. In Serbia, 80% say that they believe the breakup was bad for their country. Bosnia, which was always the most multicultural of the republics, 77% share that sentiment. Even Slovenia, which was the first ex-Yugoslav country to join the EU, is widely regarded as the most successful. 45% still say the breakup was damaging. Unsurprisingly, only 10% in Kosovo, which didn't have full independence in Yugoslavia, regret the breakup. Fondness of the old system is often referred to as Yugo-nostalgia. Bosnia and Serbia, in particular, are plagued by political strife. Their once-utopian, brutalist housing estates and Yugoslav-built railways still de- sit decaying. Although Croatia and Slovenia have found relative stability as EU members, other countries' applications have stalled and negotiations failed to materialize, leaving many doubting whether they will ever join the bloc. Although Yugoslavia was a one-party state, there were distinct differences from iron Curtain countries. Tito founded the Non-Aligned Movement and maintained balanced relationships between the West and the USSR and Yugoslav citizens could travel to either region. The strength of the old Yugoslav passport is mentioned by many of those I meet visiting Tito's grave, who now require visas to enter more, most countries.
1: Very long. Yes, it is.
0: In Vienna, the 29 November choir, named after the date the Federal People's Republic of Tlavauga was declared in 1945, consists of members from all ex-Yugoslav countries. Its initial aim was to challenge the nationalism that rose in the diaspora community during the and after the wars. Yugoslav workers' clubs, where people had formerly met to drink coffee, chat, and play chess, and had become segregated by ethnicity. Choir members dressed in red and blue jackets with stars, referencing the old Yugoslav pla- flag, but they avoid singing songs associated with the Communist Party or to celebrate Tito. That's a conscious decision because we know there was a glorification happening, which is problematic, says Dr. Jana Dolik, 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 who is originally from Croatia and moved to Vienna in 2013. Plus, they didn't really have any good songs, she laughs. The Yugoslavia choir does not like Yugoslavian songs. Um,
1: hard, to get, hard, to get a, hard to get national pride about a country that was just invented for you.
0: Yeah. I mean all countries were invented. Let's be
1: Well the United States was formed kinda of on its own, not all countries.
0: But it was invented. So like thirteen oh. colonies were like, yo, let's be a country. And then I'm all the people who already me- lived there were like, uh hello?
1: <laughs> the table you took what I said. What I said was the people were living in it, not some people came in from the outside and said All you people living here. I mean, the people ever living in the country made the country. People living in, say, uh, the Sudetenland were divided up after World War II by the commies.
0: I'm just saying the people who are living in the the U.S. also came there
1: from somewhere else. Uh, Yeah, I'm aware of history. As time moves on,
0: younger people are less directly affected by the trauma of war. Some feel it's becoming easier to analyze the period. Almost every day, someone is asking if they can interview, interview us for a dissertation on post yugoslav identity, says Dolecki, the choir conductor. For a long time, it was a socially taboo topic, agrees her colleague Markovic. But this generation has the luxury of being far away enough not to have all the biases and the trauma that comes with it. And I think that <laughs> will become bigger.
1: All right, that's uh, going to be uh, well in uh, basketball. Well, Serbia, Mon- Serbia uh, has one of the top uh, basketball players in the country, and then in, in, in the NBA. Nice. And uh, Nikolai Jokic is from Serbia. Another one is from uh, Slo- Slovenia. That would be Luka Doncic, one of the top players. So the basketball transition works because we're going <laughs> to transition to basketball.
0: But to well, college, not to NBA.
1: <laughs> the two-time defending NBA uh, MVP is from Serbia. Anyway, in the women's basketball news, the two, two members of the Final Four are said as LSU held off Miami, 54 to 42. So the LSU Tigers are going to the Final Four. Iowa Hawkeyes one on the strength of all-american let's see what she ended up with ah let's see iowa she ended up with 41 points caitlin clark scored 41 as iowa he did louisville 97 83. today's games we have maryland taking on the number two maryland at number two number one south carolina the number two maryland terrapins number one game cogs and we have number three ohio state buckeyes at number one virginia tech Hokies. i don't know what a hokie is i know what a terrapin is it's a turtle i, was, I buckeyes and little seeds on a home tree that's all that is that's what they're okay. playing Oh, so the the hokies are playing little tiny seeds, and the men's tournament final four is set. We have the Aztecs, of San Diego State, held off uh, Creighton in, in quite a controversial finish.
0: My entire my entire guesstimation of who I thought was going to go to the final four for the male the, the men's tournament is complete. Like Alabama lost San Diego, Kansas State lost to lost to um Kentucky or no, Michigan. They didn't oh no FAU. They lost to FAU.
1: Yeah, I'll give the scores. Okay. (laughs) I'm in the middle of giving the score. Uh, okay, so (laughs) yesterday we And Miami of Florida advanced to the Final Four the first time in their history by coming back. They were down big in Texas. They were down as much in that game. They're now at like 13 on Texas. They came roaring back and won 88 to 81. Texas just stopped playing defense. Uh, UConn. Or, or actually, Texas stayed with a defense that was, worked in the first half and didn't change yeah. after it stopped. Yukon destroyed Gonzaga in the Battle of Dogs, so the Huskies going through the final four where they will take on Miami and San Diego, or, uh, San Diego State, the Aztecs, will be taking on Lord Atlantic University, the Owls, the Owls, outlasted, Oops. Scroll up.
0: They, outla- they outlasted Kansas State, who was 76. Just 76
1: no so... So... Because my phone does its own thing.
0: It's okay. It's just... 79
1: so... to 76. Oh, three points. Right. And, and uh, San Diego State won in a uh, very controversial answer, 7 to 56. So there's your final four. We have the Owls versus the Aztecs and the Hurricane versus the Huskies.
0: I really like how these, uh, these, uh, elite eight games, very close, except for the <laughs> hunting gong dog. Uh, that, well, I don't know what happened there. But all these other games are very close, right? 80, 88, 81, 57, 50, like 57, 56, that's like, you know, I'm sure there are really angry people in the stands that day because that's so close.
1: The men's, ten, the men's tournament has no number one CGI. Yeah and only won, uh, I think, threes. Threes and fours are the tops. And the women's tournament has two number ones that are heavily favored, so they might. They could still lose, but for the first time, the women only have two number one seats, so they're getting more competitive, although the games yesterday were not that great. All right, your story good.
0: Yeah, I think the, uh, the big stink in Florida might have given Florida the power instead of taking it away. <laughs> they have nuclear... R- they've, been, they've mutated into crazy basketball players or
1: something. They're in, Boca, they're in Boca Raton, so they're on the Atlantic side, they're not on the Gulf side. Yeah. I, don't think I think they're getting the stink.
0: Okay. All right. Uh, in my media news, we've... Wait, is it my media?
1: Sure, why not?
0: Yeah, I've done three stories. Sorry, I got worried. In my media news, something for you: tours are no longer fun. Neil Young Lumbass, ticket Ticketmaster for ripping off fans. Singer-songwriter: The old days are gone, and amid wider con- consternation at ticketing, and an amid wider that must be that British term, amid wider consternation at ticket companies' pricing policies. Neil Young has lambasted Ticketmaster over its concert ticking policies, saying concert tours are no longer fun due to what he sees as exploited pricing. Young wrote on his website, it's over, the old days are gone. I get letters blaming me for $3,000 tickets for a benefit I am doing. That money does not go to me, or the benefit. Artists have to worry about ripping off fans and, blamed, and blaming them for Ticketmaster's add-ons and scalpers. Concert tours are no longer fun. Concert tours are not what they were. He also shared a news article about The Cure, the band who would have also been highly critical of Ticketmaster. Frontman Robert Smith told fans he was sickened, as you all are, over the Ticketmaster's fees for The Cure's forthcoming U.S. tour. The band had had deliberately kept ticket prices low, but in some cases, the fees levied by the Ticketmaster exceeded the price of a concert ticket. After questioning Ticketmaster over the fees, the band announced that the company have agreed with us that many of the fees being charged are unduly high. Ticketmaster offered a $10 to $15 $5 refund. Oh, thanks, $5. That'll help out. Yeah. Depending on the original price. The Cure criticized Ticketmaster over its dynamic pricing policy, introduced in the UK in 2022 and used by artists such as Harry Styles and Coldplay, which inflates the price of remaining tickets for its in demand concerts. Cure opted out of dynamic pricing, calling it a greedy scam, and all artists have the choice to not participate. If no artist participated, it would cease to exist. Bruce Springsteen was criticized for using dynamic pricing last year. He responded, "Ticket buying has gotten very confusing, not just for the fans, but for the artists also. I tell my guys, go out and see what everybody else is doing. Let's charge a little less." That's generally the directions. This time I told them, "Hey, we're 73 years old. I want to do what everybody else is doing, my peers," he added. I know it was unpopular with some fans. Fans but if there was a there was a complaint on the, the way out, we have, we'll give you your money back. Ticketmaster was criticized by U.S. Senate member of both parties at the, January in, the hearing in January with Minnesota Senator Amy Klobuchar calling the company a definition of, of a monopoly. Yes, I agree. After its merger with concert promoter Live Nation in 2010, which shouldn't have been allowed, Louisiana Senator John Kennedy characterized the company's sale of tickets for the Taylor Swift current heiress tour as a debacle. Technical glitches and an extensive pre-sale period meant that it was impossible for many fans to even have the option of buying a ticket. Um, At at 77, Young remains an outspoken critic of contemporary music industry, as well as a proponent of green energy and other causes. January 2022, he removed his music from Spotify in protest over the hosting of Joe Rogan's podcast, Accusing Rogan and Spotify, spreading fake information about vaccines, potentially causing the death to those who believe the disinformation being spread to them. He released two albums with his band Crazy Horse in the space of a year last year with Barn in December 2021 and World Record in November 2022. Young performed live for the first time in more than three years in February at a rally for forest preservation in British Columbia. Warming comes a time and heart of gold. In November, he said the future touring, we're trying to figure out how to do a self-sustaining renewable tour. Everything that moves, removes our vehicles, around the stage with lights, the sound, everything that powers it is clean, nothing dirty with us. We set it up, we do it, this, everywhere we go. This is something that's very important to me. If I ever go, going to go out again, I'm not sure I want to. I'm still feeling that out. O'Neill. Neil has always been you know not a shitty guy for the most part, so good for him. Neil, the lowest Neil, standard, not being shitty.
1: <laughs> Neil Neil isn't trying to kiss your ass he really don't. He's just hey everybody, this is wrong and whatever. Love Neil. Hey disdain uh, history? Yep. day disdain history uh, upon the death of James I, Charles I ascended to the throne of the Great Britain and Ireland to become the second Stuart monarch uh this day in history that was in year 1625 in case you're keeping little ads on that so nearly 400 years ago um also in 1915 american domestic mary malin malin better known as typhoid mary was placed under quarantine in north North Brother Island, New York City, that lasted until her death in 1938. At 23 years, were allegedly responsible for multiple outbreaks of typhoid fever. She was a carrier, but she didn't get sick. So she kept, it was very deadly. Hmm. Also in this day, Nikita Khrushchev replaced Nikolai... Volganin as premier of the Soviet Union in 1958. 1964, South Central Alaska was struck by 9.2 magnitude earthquake. That was the strongest quake ever registered in the United States. 9.2. In 1975, 11, well, 11 years after that, construction began the Trans-Alaska Pipeline, spanning 800 miles. So that, earth, not in necessarily in the same earthquake zone. And this date in 1977, two airplanes, a Pan Am 747 and a KLM, which is a Dutch airline, 747, collided in a runway on the Canary Islands, killing 582. That's a lot of people to be landing on the Canary that's, Islands.
0: That's two, that's two planes worth it. Two 747s.
1: Biggest airplane in the sky. Yeah. The Viagra was uh, from was from the pharmaceutical company Pfizer was approved for the first time this day in 1998. Milton Burl died at age 93 on this day. Comedian Milton Burl came to know as Uncle Melty and Mr. Television in the early 50s. He died this day in, in 2002. Everyone around the same time I'm... We died at this age, night age of 93. In, uh, in uh, Yugoslavia news from ni- 2020, going back to Yugoslavia, North Macedonia became the 30th country to join NATO this day in 2020. Those are birthdays, Mariah Carey, did I say Quentin Tarantino? Mariah Carey turns... Fifty-three. clinton Tarantino turns sixty. Ludwig Mies van der Rohe, an American architect, was born in 1886. You do the math. <laughs> <And> <laughs> uh. We did. My I carry She's fifty-three. And the final news in this day: the 47 BC, Cleopatra reinstated as queen of Egypt.
0: Yeah, more Macedonians.
1: And didn't she marry her brother? I believe she did <clears throat>
0: <laughs> All right, well that has been Allison here from Europe, from the Netherlands, talking about union strikes and how even Germans employer Germany's employers have a union. So That's unions today. are good, maybe sometimes, maybe not all the time, but and also Bill uh, Young still a badass after all these years) <laughs> We'll see you next time tomorrow on some more news. And I guess also, are we still waiting for NBA? Uh, Not NBA. Are we still waiting for basketball games?
1: Two more more women's games tonight.
0: All right. And we'll come back with the results from the the women's March Madness Tournament Bracket Final Four reveal. Okay.
1: Yep. We have two one, number one seeds ready to get knocked out tonight How if I bet I'll bet on them I'll make sure they lose by betting on them
0: okay even um, though you said even though you're going for the opposite you think uh, Ohio State's gonna win uh,
1: that, that's if I really want somebody to lose I bet on them that okay. guarantees it the more I bet the quicker the loss is gonna be it's how karma works yeah I mean I want
0: I want South Carolina to lose as Maryland <laughs> <laughs>
1: We'll see. I watched their game. They play really well. It was on Saturday. Uh, So, yeah, that's today's time capsule of uh, basketball scores and whatnot for the March 27th, 2023 edition of Pork Coffee. Be sure to hit the like, subscribe, and notify buttons. Follow other channels Toxic Alley, History of Gravy, and Scratchy Old Records.